new strategy out. Welcome to Star Wars Rant Podcast, episode number 36 is the great Star Wars debate episode. I am joined by normal host Brian Seddon. Hey guys. And the two debaters tonight, Brian North, Sith Lord. What's up? And friend of the show, Dave Mann. Greets. <laughs> Welcome, Binaba. Give you a chance to say it <laughs> to this podcast because I didn't want your feelings to be hurt when you lose. If you only knew what it has taken for us to get this far, you wouldn't still be here. But we are here to have the podcast. Uh, last week, after the podcast, Brian, Brian, and I were discussing different ideas, things that we could do differently, and just kind of shake things up. And we thought it'd be a great idea to have a Star Wars debate between two of the biggest Star Wars fans that we know brian and dave and so we thought really actually it has nothing to do with their fandom it's just that they're very loud personalities and we thought it'd be entertaining so here we are about to do this i feel like i'm all alone out of this island everyone's just staring at me what you're, you're the host uh so you're the host. this is how the the podcast is going to work this week we are going to bring next week we're going to bring to you all the star wars celebration news um, that indefinitely will, or no doubt, will happen this weekend. The trailer we'll talk about. We'll talk about the Thrawn book. We'll talk about some comics and all the Last Jedi stuff that we have to discuss. Um, for this week, though, we are going to specifically stick to the debate. Um, Brian Seddon and I have given the other two a bunch of questions. They answered them. We chose out of those questions ten that we think are interesting and will be good for a debate. Um, podcast and we are going to ask them those questions they each have three minutes to give their response they will each have an opportunity to rebuttal each other and brian and i will score them each question after the question has been finished and the rebuttals are done brian and i will tell you the listener where they stand for score and we will continue on and uh find out who wins by the end anything else i'm uh, missing brian or something i should throw in there no, I think that's it. Um, you know, we uh, there may be some questions thrown at them uh, near the end that uh, were not planned or they were not uh, ready for to shake it up a bit. But um, we'll kind of see how much time is left at the end of the debate. If you go over your time, um, you immediately will be uh, kicked off the podcast. Wow. So, uh, no no tolerance. Around. Apparently. Yeah, B-Nob, I'm talking to you. I thought, I thought maybe point deductions would happen no, first. No. So just immediate just, loss. Just yeah. gone. <laughs> so. All right. Excommunicated well, from the podcast. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. We are going to do a live coin flip to find. It's going to be real starts. exciting for you to hear it. You know? <laughs> fine. Brian, who, so. Whose heads, Brian, and whose tails? Uh, Dave Mann is. Heads and Beanob is, of course, tails. Ha! I'll let you uh, think about that as you will. Okay, so here we go. Live coin hey. flip, and there it is, and uh, it is heads. 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 All right, Dave, man. I will say so about the scoring, we are going to try to the best of our abilities, Chad and I, to leave our, um, uh, our thoughts on the answer out of it, be an open canvas, if you will. And just who, who had the more convincing argument, whether we agree with it or not. Um, sure. That's the way we're going to try to approach the scoring. So, uh, 
and B-Nob's automatically going to lose. But Wow. Just kidding, B-Nob. We'll see. All right, so. See, I don't like that because it's I a joke. like it's, if the odds it's are joke. against him. It's a joke. <clears throat> hashtag karma might give him the win. Hashtag see, the whole world joke. could be against me and I'm still going to beat you. Dang. <laughs> okay. Good right. one. That's definitely a Sith attitude. <clears throat> so um, I'm going to read the first question. We're going to go ahead and get started. Are you uh, Are you guys ready? I am ready. Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. This is a, uh, a two-part question. No extra time given. <laughs> but uh, was Anakin turning to the dark side the will of the Force? Air quotes. Um, would the Emperor have been defeated if there were no Darth Vader? Dave Mann. I think this is a tricky one, but, um, and I kind of go back and forth on this, but I think I'm going to lean towards no as my answer. <clears throat> because, first of all, I think that you could easily say that everything happens for a reason and throw that as a blanket statement in defense of the argument that it was. But I think Anakin could have easily put a stop to Palpatine much earlier on. He had the entire Jedi Council, first of all, to aid him in doing that. Um, he was he was a troubled guy, um, the prime apprentice for a Sith Master. Both and Luke were doing that. Oh, we're, so trash talk is allowed? Okay, I'm ready for this stuff. I'm ready for this stuff. <clears throat> um, Anakin went against several rules of the Jedi Order. Uh, it was eventually uh, used against him. I think I'm reading the wrong question. I have my notes down here. Anyways, I'll just go from the cuff. I think that the will of the force is something that's been misconstrued in Star Wars. Uh, I think that both the Sith and the Jedi like like to foresee stuff, and they think that they can use the force to see the future. But I think that it's always a version of what could happen, and it always favors their side. Um, something that Yoda said in Empire Strikes Back was that the future is difficult to see, that it's always moving. I mean, he didn't say it like that. He said it in his Yoda language but to me that means that there's alternate futures basically the future is what you make it you can change it depends on what you're doing right now um and i think that yo i think that uh anakin i mean the scene with mace windu um he had opportunities not to do that i don't think he had to have become vader in order to defeat or stop the emperor i think that that's what happened but i don't think it needed to happen one minute Okay. Um, having said that, I do think that the new trilogy, I think that the new movies are going to go down a different route. Um, it's going to depend on how things play out. They're going to revisit the whole balance thing, I think, though. I think there's going to be a big difference between what the Jedi thought balance was in the Force, what we originally thought balance was in the Force, and what um, the will of the Force is. So, we'll see if I if I feel differently in the future, but I'm going to stick with no. I think he could have stopped him. He All he had to do was not fall to the dark side, not give in to his feelings. He made the decision to not help Windu at the end. Okay. B-Nob, same question. <clears throat> Can you repeat the question? Yes, I will repeat the question. Was Anakin turning to the dark side the will of the Force? Would the Emperor have been defeated if there were no Darth Vader? 
Okay, I'm just going to go out and say a couple things to preface my answer, but I only have three minutes, so I'm going to talk fast. Listeners, will you listen fast? No. Darth Vader became, Anakin became Darth Vader before he was actually in Darth Vader's cyborg mechanical suit. He was, there was a time in the third act of episode three that Anakin was in human form, still a man, not a cyborg, and he was Darth Vader. Um, I'll revisit that in a little bit. I think that the will of the Force is that there's balance in the Force and that the Force goes back to where it was and there's not a struggle between the light and the dark. And During the events when Anakin joined the Jedi Order, I, in my opinion, the, the Jedi were as convoluted and messed up in their view of the light side of the Force as much as the Sith uh, was in the dark side of the Force. So I feel like we had two extremes going into the prequels and to have balance in the Force, not only did you have to destroy the Sith, but you also had to d- d- destroy this convoluted light side of the Force Jedi Order that had twisted the light side of the Force and pretty much become useless in their Force ability because um, because of the way the Jedi Order operated. So to become, have balance in the Force, you need to destroy the Jedi Order, which means Anakin needed to turn to the dark side of the Force to destroy the Jedi, to ultimately turn back to the light side of the Force to defeat the Sith, and ultimately, for a short period of time, bring balance to the Force, or lead the way for the new trilogy for them to start down a new path to figure out what the real balance of the Force is. I think at that point, I agree with Dave... But I feel that One Vader minute. was necessary for there to be true balance in the Force because the Jedi needed to be destroyed as much as the Sith did. Okay. Dave, would you like a, a rebuttal? You have uh, a one-minute um, rebuttal. Um, I, so, I'm, so I guess what B-Nob is saying is that he does believe he needed to become Vader correct is that what he said but did he agree did he say that it was the will of the force or it wasn't the will of force because i didn't hear him yes it was the will of the force for him to to turn to vader if you watch any part of the clone wars they always show that in the future he's going to turn to vader and he needed to destroy the jedi before he could ultimately destroy the sith see i he he saw stuff like that in visions i think it's because that's where his feelings were leading and I think that he foresaw a possible future if he went down that path. Same reason that Luke saw that in Dagobah, in the cave in Dagobah, because it was a path he could have take, taken, not necessarily what was going to happen. Um, I think that regardless of the Jedi being confused in the way they interpreted the prophecy or the balance, they still were a powerful force. It's the end of your time. Now, Binab. Yes. Do I get a rebuttal? Yeah, would, yep, you sure do. One minute. One minute rebuttal. Okay, if Anakin never became Vader, the Jedi Order would have never been destroyed, and the ba- the Jedi needed to be destroyed for there to be true balance in the Force. You're acting as if the Jedi was a perfect Jedi Order that had no issues. The Jedi Order needed to be taken out and rebirthed before the, there could be any balance in the Force. You need to destroy the Jedi and the Sith and start fresh. 
So yes, he needed to become Vader because if Anakin didn't become Vader, then the Jedi wouldn't have been destroyed. If he just killed Sidious, then the Jedi Order would have just stayed messed up as it was and there would have never been true balance in the Force, my opinion. Okay. Okay, now I didn't want to interrupt him, but are we doing like 2016 political debate rules? Because I feel like there is definitely lying going on in there because I definitely was not acting like the Jedi Council was perfect. I specifically said they misconstrued and misinterpreted. You guys can you guys can talk to each other. You can you don't have to like as long as we're not all talking over each other. Feel free well, to I, interject. Okay, how about this? How about this? We can interject during the rebuttals, sure. but not during Initial, the yeah three major yeah. presentation sure so um and then, and then I I, i'll make a rule no yeah. uh you know no holding up signs or uh you know uh middle <laughs> yeah, fingers or any of the such you know yeah no distractions please uh they're distracting to the judges as well um, sure. and they make us laugh <laughs> so. all right brian go ahead and uh score around question one uh, so, you know, difficult round to score, um, but I, you know, I'm going to go, uh, with, um, so then the winner gets two points, right? Just clearly two points. No. No? You get, you, I, I don't well, get a uh, point. Maybe I'm wrong, but I thought you give a point and Chad gives oh, so a point. Oh, that's two so points. The, okay. The winner could get gotcha. two points. Gotcha. All right. Correct. So my point is awarded to Dave Mann and, um, the uh, I don't feel like Benob convinced me enough why the Jedi had to be destroyed. I kind of got where he was going, um, but I, I wasn't convinced. I do. Um, Dave Mann convinced me more of the fact that Anakin did have his opportunity to um, destroy uh, the Emperor, obviously with Mace Windu, um, or you know, in, in Revenge of the Sith, and uh, he chose not to. Um, but he, but he had the opportunity to do it. He didn't have to. He didn't have to go to the dark side. To, um, he didn't have to become Vader and go through this long process. I don't, I don't think being not made a strong enough case that that's what had to be done. And that's my opinion. My point goes to Dave Mann. Uh, Chad. Uh, my point also goes to Dave Mann. Sorry, be not. Two. Uh, same. I mean, I I don't necessarily think we have to go through all our explanations of why but um i felt like the the point was made that i felt more convinced that he had a choice by by dave's uh discussion than that he had no choice from b-nubs so that's why dave gets the point for me all right question number two we'll start uh b-nub we'll get the first go at this one uh question number two is rank the importance of the following droids in regards to the, we use the same word, importance, to the mission of bringing balance <laughs> to the Force. So rank and order these droids in their influence and, and making, uh, bringing balance to the Force and peace to the galaxy. BB-8, R2-D2, C-3PO, K-2SO, and Chopper. You may begin. Uh, my first one is R2-D2 uh, because, you know, Anakin, obviously, through our last question, we noticed that he is the chosen one. And if R2-D2 didn't save that little Naboo ship enough for them to land on Tatooine and pick up Anakin, then there wouldn't be balance in the Force. 
So I'm going to give the first spot to R2D2. Uh, I'll give my second spot to um, K2SO because he helped get the Death Star plans that uh, helped bring attention to Luke Skywalker and reconnect him with his father and set that in motion because those Death Star plans end up getting back to R2-D2 which obviously makes him number one importance which gets back to Luke Skywalker and Luke Skywalker, that sends, that's the catalyst that kind of sends Luke Skywalker on the mission that helps his father bring balance to the Force. Next I'm going to say um, C-3PO because he aids he aids uh, R2-D2 in helping uh, help Luke and other people uh, Chopper I will bring next because he helped a lot with the Rebellion and the last one I'm going to do is BB-8 because um, I don't know BB-8's whole story yet and I don't know the role that he plays I know he helped them find Luke Skywalker but how is helping Luke Skywalker in the new sequel trilogy bring balance to the Force I don't know yet so at this current time I would have to put BB-8 in that last slot all right, Dave. Um, <clears throat> my first one is also R2, so I'm not really going to go into that to save time. Um, but my second one is going to be BB-8, who is B-Nob's last one. And the reason being is the reason that he kind of so easily dismissed. Um, not only was he a huge factor in the Resistance um, in helping stopping the plans of the New Order, you know, we don't know... How, how long he's been in the resistance with um, uh, Isaac Oscar or Oscar Isaac's uh, Poe. So that, I mean, we can't really touch on that enough, but the fact that he had and carried and protected the piece of the map that led them to Skywalker, who is the last Jedi, who is probably more important at this point than Ray is because we don't just as much as we don't know what Luke's going to do. We don't know what's going to happen with Ray. Um, Luke is of vital importance to this story and the will of the force, not the will of the force, um, balance to the force. So I think that's a huge deal. I think that's bigger than, than anybody else in the list. And, uh, I'll just move on cause that's where I put him. Number three, Chopper. Um, I haven't watched a whole lot of Rebels, but Re Rebels is a very fleshed out story. And really we get more, I guess, on Chopper than we get on a lot of these droids, even R2 with the exception of the fact that R2's story spans more time but as far as the movie lengths and all that stuff we've seen three almost four seasons or whatever I don't even know what the seasons are with Chopper and he's helped the Rebellion a lot done done a whole lot um, K2SO was did something very important in Rogue One he did get the plans to help get the plans to the Death Star and everything um, but I I think the the argument I'm going to throw my rebuttal in here. I guess the argument that that Binob made for him, helping discover or helping lead to Luke. I mean, we had Obi Wan on the planet, knowing where Luke was. There was no question as to where Luke was. If if they needed him, um, uh, what's uh, Leia knew where Obi Wan was. Um, Bail Organa know where Obi knew where Obi Wan was. So there was another way to get to Luke without K2SO. That was a big deal. And then lastly, I didn't mention him, but it would be Goldenrod, C-3PO. Um, he was R2's counterpart. He was comic relief, more importantly, I think, in the story. He did help save them in uh, Return of the Jedi with the Ewoks, which is ridiculous that Luke needed 
saving from the Ewoks, but that happened. But I will still put him at the very end. Um, R2 and C-3PO's bookends in this list of droids here. All right. B-Nob, any kind of rebuttal? Um, I wouldn't put Chopper on that high of the list because they said which droid helps bring balance to the Force. If you took Chopper out of the equation, you're still going to bring balance to the Force. Number one. Number two... K2SO, I mean, that without without K2SO getting those Death Star plans and stopping the Death Star from annihilating the Rebel Alliance, there's no BB-8. So, that's all I got to say about that. I would, I would, I would use B-Nob's own argument why K2SO is so important against his argument why Chopper is not important. Because he's saying <clears throat> that without K2SO, you wouldn't have found Luke... But without Chopper and what the Rebels did in Rebels, they were helping build. I never the said they wouldn't find Luke. I said that him getting the plans and them but, send them off. So are you is saying that Luke, you say that finding Luke is not important to bringing balance to the Force? No, I'm saying that that, that was the catalyst to to setting Luke off on his journey. Because the plan. Let's the, not try to use big words to misconstrue <laughs> what's being said here. No, I, his K2SO, the plans. The plans got to R two D two. Which went down and landed on Tatooine, which got to Luke, which led him to Obi Wan, which led the plans getting back to the Rebel Rebels, Force. Without what happened in Rebels, that they were vital to the building of the Alliance. Yes, yeah, says a guy who's never seen so, season three which of Rebels. Led to the attack. You've never seen season three Rogue of Rebels. One. You don't even know what. Chopper so they're not does. connected with the Rebel Alliance. I'm saying that if you take out a, you take out Rebels, they're still getting the Death Star plans. If you take out the ghost crew. Only because you know there's a Rogue One. You know that that happened. But you you can't act like, oh, if you take a part of the story. Like, okay, let's take Luke's birth out. So somehow they're still going to... I mean, you can't just take parts out of the story. Rebels happened, and it happened before Rogue One. And so you can't take out Rebels and say that Rogue One would still happen. Yeah, but if you take out... Rebels yeah, is if you take out Chopper out of, Ro- out of Rebels, you're still going to have Rogue One. I, I don't understand how you can just say that. How does that, how does that, how do you prove that? Chopper is not, Chopper is not, Chopper is not important enough to the story to change the, to change that from happening. All right. There's our time on so, the rebuttal. Good back and forth. All right. I'll uh, give the score first on this one. Um, Based on the arguments made, and obviously using our knowledge of who the droids are, um, I'm going to give B-Nob the point on this one, mainly for for the K2SO. I agree with him on the K2SO part, that without, I think K2SO is probably number two in this because of, literally, if he was not there at that security console, they would have not been able to get it. They would have either been killed or pushed, rushed out before they were able to get their hands on the Death Star plans. And with BB-8, his story is yet to be untold. Now, when his finished story is done, he may move way up on the list. But at this at this moment, I, I feel that that's a more appropriate um, numbering. Can, <clears throat> can we give half points or no? No? No. Too convoluted? I think full points are right. probably... <clears throat> I mean, I think I, you know, I agreed with both of you on points and disagreed with both of you on points equally. Um, so, 
Um, I'm going to agree. Hurt feelings. Just go. No, I'm not. I'm going to agree with uh, B knob. Give him the point, but um, with caveat, I do. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I do agree with his R two D two K two S O. Where I struggled was the C three PO. Sure. Um, ranking, I do think he should be at the end because other than comic relief, he p- provides very little value. Sure. Um, and I, I will say, I'm just going to throw some shade. I apologize. I know you told me not to be elaborate, but I, you know. No, I didn't can't tell you. It. Uh, do what you do, maybe you, I man. thought you did. Okay. So, uh, being up, I agree that um, K2. If the Death Star plans hadn't been stolen, um, you know, what what would that have meant for Luke and Vader? But now to keep in mind, though, when they met, it was when they were freeing the princess from the Death Star. She was being held captive on the Death Star, correct? Correct. She was not... At that point, they weren't going to destroy the Death Star. They went back to destroy the Death Star. But the, the father-son reunion was was when they were going to free the princess. So that probably still would have happened. But if they didn't have the plans to destroy the Death Star, then maybe they all would have died eventually anyway. So end of Star Wars, no, you know, no trilogy. It's over. So points goes to B-Nob. I was really uh, split on that decision, but. Okay. There you go. Question three, Brian. Question three. Okay, most important female character between Lei, Padme, uh, Lei, <laughs> between Leia, Padme, and Rey. And Dave this goes to Dave Mann. Yeah. <clears throat> um, this one is also tricky. Um, we've yet to see where the new trilogy takes Rey, and how Leia's story ends. Um, we've seen a lot of Leia's story, regardless, but. Um, I think it's becoming more and more clear to me that Padme, it's hard to say this because, and I don't, I mean, I don't even know if any, if anyone's going to agree with me, but I'm just going to stick with my guns here and put Padme number three. She is the, the mother of Luke and Leia. So this is not because I'm putting her as important. Doesn't mean. I could take her out of the story because I I don't I still don't agree with Brian's point from last time that you can take something out of the story and something will still happen. I so I'm not saying take Padme out of the story, but as far as going going forward, um, Leia first of all I would put as number one because not only is she a Skywalker and she's got the you know she's in tune with the Force even though she's not a Jedi and everything, she was the um, a key member of the uh, the Senate and became a general, you know, in the future in a big, huge, vital role of the rebellion. That was, you know, the ones that got the plans of the Death Star and led to Luke and blah blah blah. And you can make the argument that Padme, without her, um, she, w- you know, you wouldn't have Luke and Leia. But this isn't a question of is this going to be without Padme? You know, I mean, if you're if you're if you are bo- if you are a mom and you have give birth to somebody who becomes the president of the free world and they save millions, 
you can't say, oh, that person, you know, the mother's more important than that person because without her, that person would be born. So that's why I put her at the end and I put Ray in the middle because we've yet to see what's going to happen. But we do know that she is super strong in the force. There's something that has awakened and it seems to be tied with her. And I think she is going to play a huge role in helping bring balance um, because she has uh, hooked back up with Luke, who I think is is a key figure to that. Um, but ultimately, without Leia, um, you know, you, she, we wouldn't have had this other piece of the map. And, uh, yeah, so that's how I would rank it. Leia, Rey, and Padme. Okay, Bina? Okay, I'm just going to say putting Leia as, especially when I'm dealing with three old-timers. Um, ha! <laughs> putting Leia as number one is kind of like a cliche because it's Princess Leia and... You know, how could you not pick her as number one? Um, I'm going to stick Ray as number three. I'm going to agree. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to stick Ray at number three because we haven't really seen her story yet. Um, obviously, I, I'll probably change my tune again if we did this debate a year from now or two years from now um, once this trilogy is complete. But I'm going to put Ray at the end there. I'm going to put Leia as number two, and I'm going to put Padme as number one. And here, chat, uh, I know Dave's already going to be cooking up his rebuttal, um, saying, oh, you know, you can't just play the mother card. But if you look at the whole storyline of Star Wars, if you look at the whole thing as a story, and what, especially the what it was originally intended before the sequel trilogy, and that was the rise and fall of Anakin Skywalker and the rise and fall of the Republic to the Empire and, and the, rebe- the rebellion winning in the end and bringing balance to the Force. That was the original storyline. That's what we went on for a long time before 2012. Padme is more than just the mother of the children. She's the she is the counterpart to Anakin Skywalker, and, and ultimately the cause of his downfall, the way George Lucas wrote it, of the reason why he went to the dark side, which was to save her. That was his originally, his pull to the dark side was, was his right, righteous intentions of saving his own wife. And, and his children. And so Padme played a huge role in that. She played a huge role of being the mother of the two vital characters in the original trilogy. And if you go all the way back to The Phantom Menace, she was the she was the person that they used to start off the blockade, which got Palpatine into power. And she was kind of the spinning point off of that. She was the starting point of, of the rebellion going down. Of the Repu- I'm sorry, the Republic going down, because uh, Palpatine used her being a young queen in that position to ta- to start this thing to get Chancellor Valorum out to get himself in, and then start cooking up his plan of taking down the Republic. So she's a huge role, especially when it goes in playing in where they're at right now, because the reason that the Empire ever became was because of the events that took place on that boo while she was queen. So I think she's pretty important. All right, Dave, one minute. <clears throat> um, I I do agree that Padme is pretty important. I agree that all three of these people are very important. I do think that for some of the reasons that you put Padme at the top, um, lean more towards a reason to include Shmi in this list because ultimately, if you look back and watch the movies the first thing that really is the reason that Anakin starts going down the dark side is the path of the dark side is the death of his mother, not 
his relationship with Padme. It eventually does become saving Padme, but he wanted to bring back his mother from the dead. And he, that was something that, that Sidious, or Palpatine at the time, or uh, I guess, you know, it was always the same person. But anyways, that's one thing that he tempted him with being able to do. Stuff that they had, you know, his master, and there's this thing with this, the dark side that can bring back people from the dead, blah, 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 blah. That's the original downfall of Anakin was that. Crap. Sorry. Time. But that's um, my argument anyways for why I would put her at the top. Okay, being up. Uh, yeah, I think that ult- ultimately he already accepted that his mother had passed away, and by the by, Revenge of the Sith, all his all his worry. Padme was his girl, was Anakin's girl since day one, and I don't think he ever accepted that his mom couldn't come back. Okay, but but he he starts seeing the visions of Padme dying, and that's what pushes him over the edge. He doesn't want that to happen because well, that's again. the that's the more expedient thing. But that still doesn't take away the fact that. The, the reason that he started going down the dark side was because his mom died. That was where his emotions Right, but what pushed him over the edge was this relationship with this with this woman. Well, that's not what you originally said, though. Originally you said that it was Padme. That was right. the reason. Right, Padme was the reason. He wanted to and save his wife. that's why you put her at the top. He wanted to save Padme. <clears throat> that's what he says. To, he never says, he never says in Revenge of the Sith. He never says in Revenge of the Sith, I'm joining you. I want to learn about the Sith because I want to bring my mother back. He always says, I want to save Padme. I'm doing this to save Padme. That's that's quoting Anakin. He didn't say, I'm doing this to save my mother. I'm doing this to bring Padme. I do this to save Padme. Anakin could still turn without Padme, but not without Shmi. Just saying. Spirited. Shmi ain't in the question. Spirited debate. This is an easy one for me. My points go to Dave Mann. I think bringing Shmi into it was a great uh, a great strategy. She was not included in the question, but I think therefore by bringing her in, it cancels out the Padme argument. Also, Leah or Leia, I apologize, Leia. Why do you get her name wrong all the Leia, time. You do that. Why. What is wrong with know. you, uh, Leia? <laughs> she, uh, you know, very strong leader within the rebellion and the trilogies. Um, and then also, there would be no resistance in The Force Awakens uh, without her as well. And, um, you know, Padme was just kind of a whiny little brat to me. Sorry to say that. It's kind of annoying. Um, she she got manipulated by Palpatine. Um, so I think the greater importance is on, on Leia. I do agree with both of you on Rey. Having her as number two, her story is not uh, fully fleshed out yet. Ultimately, she could end up being the number one, um, you know, after the next movie, we understand what her story is. But uh, points go to Dave. Good, good strategy. Bring in Shmi. Point singular. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with Beanab on this one. Uh, yes. The argument that he made with Padme, the Empire wouldn't exist without her without her control um, and giving that over to the chancellor and then now hold on let me just ask you your, your points given but we aren't debating I understand I can't help it though we but debating and this isn't based on my opinion of what I think no, I understand this is based but, on the arguments but that Dave were made. Dave insinuated that how she was manipulated and you know mm-hmm. the Empire came about because of Emperor Palpatine not because of Padme. It's who the most important female character is in in the movies, and the 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 argument that B Nob made in her 
hierarchy and where she stood on royalty and Naboo and the Chancellor using her. Yes, using her as a tool. Sure. It wasn't because of her volition, but he used her and her position, which helped his rise to power. So based on the arguments that were, that were made, um, Binav gets my point from that one. All right. All right, next question. We're just rolling right along like a freight train down real slow. Um, question number four, and this goes to Binab, correct? He is first? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, just making sure. Yes. Um, if you could choose any Jedi Master to train you as a little Padawan with the cool little rat tail but in the front of your head, who would you choose and why? Obi-Wan? Qui-Gon? Mace Windu or Luke Skywalker? You may begin. Um, I'm going to have to go with, and I thought about this a lot, um, but I'm going to have to go with um, Qui-Gon Jinn. Uh, I felt like Qui-Gon Jinn was a good level-headed Jedi that obviously has a lot of force power because he's the first Jedi to become one with the force and come back from the netherland of the force. And I really think that he was the only Jedi of his time that weren't blinded by the nonsense that the Jedi were going on. And um, he is also the Jedi master of Obi-Wan Kenobi, who is one of the best swordsmen, which is everybody says that he is one of one of the best lightsaber duel swordsman in star wars so to be the jedi master of one of the best swordsmen and being the person to be the first jedi to come back from the netherland of the force and pass that knowledge on and his philosophies as a jedi master training i would take qui-gon jen boom all right dave <clears throat> first of all i would say that i not in my not in the, who I would choose as my Jedi Master, but I do agree with everything that being upset about Qui Gon. Um, I really did like him as a character. A lot of people didn't. I thought he was he was very smart. I agree that he was he saw something that the Jedi Council did not. But uh, and this might might sound cliche, but I I'd pick Luke. Um, and actually, I put Yoda as a as a second, Obi Wan as a third. Reason being, um, as far as we know, first let me just a, a couple things. Luke was the oldest person to ever start Jedi training and finish it. Um, he was, meaning he was ridiculously in tune with the Force. Um, he, we don't know Ray's full story yet. I mean, she could get you know crazy and everything, but um, taking her out of the equation. Let me see here. I just lost myself at the beginning of Episode Four. Luke is literally a, a farmer, moisture farmer. Days later, he's deflecting blasters with a lightsaber while blindfolded, communicating with dead Jedi, and using the Force to guide his shots rather than the ship's targeting computer. And by the end of the original trilogy, he was able to do something that neither Yoda nor Obi-Wan could do, which was save Anakin. Obi-Wan was with Anakin for a, a, you know, a good portion of his life and could not talk him down. Vader and Luke only had mere moments together. And I do understand that there's the father-son thing there, but Luke became so powerful so quick and so, quote-unquote, in balance with the Force. I think he was the only one that could do it. I think that was 
you know, in the original trilogy without fleshing out before we fleshed out everything, that was his role was to bring Anakin back. So Anakin could bring balance to the force as far as what we thought balance to the force was at that time before the rest of these movies and all the other stuff came out. Um, I think that Luke is super powerful now. I think that he has, this kind of goes into some of my other questions, but I think that he has learned a, a, a part of the force that the Jedi council did not even know was, was possible without being, you know, a dark Jedi or a Sith. Um, I think that he's done things that Yoda and Obi-Wan never knew he'd be able to do. And Qui-Gon was cut short, although very powerful. He learned some things before the other ones did, but he... I wouldn't put him as number one. All right, being up one minute. Um, okay, I told you the reasons why I wanted Qui-Gon, and I'm going to stick to those. Uh, but the question is about who is the most powerful Jedi. Because that's not the question. The question that is who would be the question the is, right. is exactly. Yeah, right. The question is who would you pick as a master right. and why? Right. And those are the reasons right. why I pick Qui Gon. Now, the reason I pick Qui Gon well, as well. The reason. The reason. The reason I pick Qui Gon as well is because Qui Gon became them one of the most powerful Jedi's. Qui Gon. He learned how to surpass. Okay, Dave. Let, it, let him finish. You'll have your opportunity. Well, you said we were able. Qui Gon, as a master, did his as a, as a master, he successfully trained Obi Wan Kenobi, which was probably one of the most successful Jedi's who stayed a Jedi his entire life. Mace Windu, right. we all know, is whacked out. Nobody would pick him as a master. You would probably agree <laughs> with me on that. Number one, number two, the the thing that Obi Wan and Luke both have in common is they both failed as masters. They both had apprentices that went to the dark side, and that's why I wouldn't pick them. Okay, Dave, one minute. I think that... I'm just going to let you Obi-Wan, talk, Dave. You can take the whole minute. I'm not even going to rebuttal you. So take the whole minute. Obi- Obi-Wan... <laughs> he's going to take a nap so he can rest up for the other ones. Obi-Wan, I mean, the, the fact of failing or whatever, that that doesn't even play in in my decision whatsoever because I don't think being a Jedi means you don't fail at anything or, or being... Being one with the Force, you don't fail at anything. Um, Anakin failed at a whole lot and and did a whole lot more than some of these other Jedi ever did. Maybe they were perfectly obeyed the Jedi Order and did everything right. But to me, Luke, we don't know what he's learned yet. We do know that he lost uh, Ben to the dark side. But we don't necessarily know if Ben is truly to the dark side. I'm not saying I agree with some of these conspiracy theories that he's a double agent or whatever, but we don't know that story yet. We don't know what has happened. So you can't definitively say that he's failed as a master. All right. Based on the arguments, um, I'm going to give my point to Dave. Specifically because... Him describing Luke from farm boy to insanely powerful Jedi in a short period of time won me over. Um, B-Nob, you're Qui-Gon communicating with the dead and seeing a different side of the Jedi that they didn't had had me had me at first. But Dave explaining how Luke, how powerful he was so quickly um, made me think that I would like to have Luke as my master over the others. So, uh, mine also goes to Dave Mann. I will say I was uh, it was a toss up, and the rebuttals were going to determine it. 
B-Nobby had me when you said that uh, Obi-Wan and Luke both lost an apprentice. But uh, uh, Dave Mann reconvinced me when he said that, well, we haven't seen all of Luke's or Ben's story. So the verdict, you know, the, the, the story is still to be told there. And that, uh, that changed my mind. Um, the, again, another good one. Another good one. Uh- I cannot wait. I cannot wait for the rest of these movies, Brian, so you can prove yourself wrong. That question right so, there. Very good. All right, Brian. Question cannot five. Wait, cannot wait till Ben Solo tells us his stories of how bad of a master Luke was to him and the reasons why he turned to the dark side. Hmm. Well, then you could say in in my face. All right. Uh, number five. Uh, the it says it says the Ewoks. Question. I don't. <laughs> Um, I think There's there was a, a longer right question there, but uh, really so question. I guess I guess the Ewoks question is: Were uh, what is the question, Chat? <laughs> were the Ewoks? You the way it was proposed was Ewoks good, <laughs> bad. Okay, so there you go. Ewoks good or oh, bad? Okay. Good or I bad? Didn't get the good bad part. Now, now wait a second before you start my yeah. timer. Are you well, saying this is your question, Chad? Right? Were they good or bad in the story? Like, were they good for the no, story? Well, or we both had this question. Not, What's the actual? It, the question do you like is them, do you not? not necessarily were they important to the story. Um, I th- I think Brian, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I think the question that I was proposing is: Are Ewoks? Did are they? What's the what's the they, what's the deal <laughs> with the Ewoks? Were they dumb? Is that what you're the question? Like, should they? Yeah. yeah, should they have even been? I mean, what was the purpose? Do you do you I like mean, that they're there? I know. Do you wish that okay, they weren't? Like that. How about that? Okay, well, if we do it like that, I I don't really know how. I mean, I guess if he does, he can explain it to me. But I don't know how Ryan would disagree with me that I. I mean, I may have liked the Ewoks as a kid, but only for that reason because they were you know they were I think they were put there for kids. Um, I think that's the only reason for merchandise for selling stuff. Um, I had read somewhere that originally Lucas wanted it to be a planet of Wookies, and that because of budget limitations, he literally he said his words. I I watched him in a, like an interview or something said he literally cut them in half and created you know the Ewoks. However, I think that that might just you know sound better than saying I saw a chance to get richer <laughs> and took it with the merchandise stuff. Um, the Ewoks to me. I mean, you could have put anything in there, but making them Ewoks and making them so primitive to me, I had a little bit of an issue with. Um, I was thinking about this on the way back from Taco Bell tonight. <laughs> I was like, you would never see, you would never see Darth Vader get caught by Wookies or get caught by Ewoks, never. That that would you just you wouldn't see that happen. Somehow Luke and the entire band of our of our heroes get captured by Ewoks. And get carried around on poles and held over fires, and they're gonna cook them, and then they get saved by Goldenrod himself, really through Luke. But Luke could have done Luke, in my mind, could have. I, that just didn't make sense. Why? To me, Luke could have stopped it whenever he wanted to. So that lends to the theory: oh, well, maybe Luke was just letting it happen, which I think is dumb. That's not. I just think it was. I don't know. Maybe he actually did have to just write him in late because of budget things i don't know but then the whole there's the whole argument of them defeating all of the stormtroopers by using logs and, and and arrows that somehow i don't understand that so i mean you can't i mean they're part of culture now but 
I, I didn't really like them. I mean, as a kid, I did. And the little music thing, and then now it's been changed to some bizarre tune at the end, along with all the other weird things Lucas has added. But um, I would have loved to have seen what later we found out was Kashyyyk. I would have loved to have seen Wookiees do that or something. I just wasn't a huge fan of that part. I mean, I love the, f the fight in the forest. I do like it. But the Ewoks, I just they don't make sense to me. How they could do what they did. Okay, Brian. Um, I actually like the Ewoks in Return of the Jedi. Maybe I'll talk about this later on this podcast in a later question. But the Ewoks, to me, I'm glad that they used Ewoks over Wookiees because it's the end battle. It's the rebellion versus the Empire. And the Ewoks, to me, perfectly represent just the little guy beating the big guy. And that's all the whole original trilogy was, was just the little rebellion beating the big old bad empire. They 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 made that from the first scene of A New Hope with the little ship against the big ship flying through space. It's the little guy versus the big guy. Also adds a lot of heart to characters like Han Solo befriending this little Ewok character. Um, great, great new aspect to Princess Leia who's always playing this tough, loving, uh, tough, a general strong you know punch everybody mad yelling at han solo calling him a nerf herder to somebody who kind of kind of like a motherly thing taking care of this little guy you see a new side of princess leia with him which i liked um and and when the explosions go off and and you see that little and you hear that little cry of the ewok and the other one going over to his dead body shaking him i mean if that doesn't touch your heartstrings when you watch star wars you don't got a heart so Ewoks for me, they they added a lot of fun. The little party at the end with the guy banging on the helmets, it's just a good old time. I'm smiling at the end of the movie and I and I wanna go out and buy the stuffed animal and snuggle with him as I go to bed. Alright. I know All right, I have a different Dave, view of one minute sleeping at night. <laughs> one minute rebuttal. <laughs> Snuggled up to go an ahead. Ewok. <laughs> I I don't disagree with him about the the uh similarity or the uh uh not metaphor i can't remember what the word i'm looking for but anyways that's a theme throughout the whole movie i mean we didn't need ewoks to 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 tell us that the rebels were the underdogs um i think it could have been any other race my my point to the ewoks is that it didn't it it made it seem like that they almost won more so by chance and and more so by the fact that uh, the Imperial stormtroopers were just idiots and goofballs, and that we already—it was already bad enough that now they can't shoot and hit anybody, and they're bumping their heads on stuff, stuff that was just left in the movies. And you know, I mean, they—they they sold merchandise. They made—they—they they attracted you know maybe the attention of kids, but at that point, I mean, I don't—I don't, I don't know if they—the kids aren't going to spend the money in the movies. They're just going to buy the toys. I don't think it added. Okay, being up. And, and that's really the only reason why Han Solo is in The Force Awakens, because he wanted to die, but George Lucas wanted to sell it's not more to sell toys. Han Solo toys. Yeah, it was. That's why he kept them alive instead of killing him off and Return of the Jedi, and you can look that up. That's, that's, a, fa not... that's a fact. Hans, Harrison Ford wait, asked, wait, what you Harrison what Ford you asked George Lucas to kill him off and Return of the Jedi. They didn't, though, because they wanted to sell more merchandise. Bottom line. 
They kept Han Solo in. They kept the him Star alive. They kept him alive toys. to sell more merchandise. That's a fact. You can look it up. Number two, they didn't win by I'm chance. The Ewoks were a distraction. They were about to lose. The only reason that they pulled around is because Chewie got into the little the little walker and turn and turned the tables on them. So all the Ewoks were were the Which nice little stories to the was, right where they were a nice little distraction to kind problem. of throw them off because the 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 Empire was saying you know what the heck is going on. These little furry creatures are attacking this us, and then they turn the tables. Uh, again, on them. this wasn't uh, this wasn't a question of whether or not they were of any vital importance to the story. Do I like them? Were they good or not? Did you like them? Okay, Brian, you asked the question, so you go first. It went off. It's I know. Bri- Brian's just sitting there smiling at the camera. All right, so uh, I like this. <clears throat> Man, this is another tough one. Um... I'm gonna go with B knob. I hate to say it. Um, <laughs> so there you go. No exposition for that one, huh? I'm not gonna. Oh, no, I'm not gonna just, just explain my vote for B knob and the Ewoks all in one sentence. He's got a stuffed Ewok too. That's what it is. I got a wicket in my bedroom. Uh it, it was. Oh man! So we don't need to know that. Um. <laughs> The this one is hard because you have your opinions on Ewoks and to try to do what we said we were going to do and and have just an open mind and listen to the arguments and make the decision there, like the way Dave was talking was talking to me and I it made sense what he was saying, and the B knob came in and plucked on my heartstrings a little bit with the little guy laying on the ground smoking, <laughs> and and I said you know not be, not smoking but like he was on fire, and. And that started to change my mind. Like, oh man, you know that I do feel bad for him. And then, and then Dave came back with like, yeah, but they're dumb. And you know, and he was, and I'm like, you know, not wrong. But then, but somehow we got Han Solo in there with, I don't know where Han Solo came from. And so because of that, I'm gonna go with Dave. What? What? Oh, because of Han Solo, God. I'm going based because it. That he had me if he if Brian would have stuck with not the little guy versus big guy but with the what they brought as far as the emotion, you know they yeah the emotion part I would have I was on board with that yeah. but then when he brought Han Solo in and I know he was going with the merchandise angle to it um, he lost me on the Ewok part so. I think that's where he there's got my, me was, there's a reason was the emotion part of it uh, Beanob's a good play Beanob you also do an Ewok yeah. uh, impersonation of that moment do you not. <laughs> Either that or a tauntaun. We're <laughs> yeah. not sure which. Next, number six. Uh, this one should be good. <laughs> and this one goes to B Knob first. The question is what is the best movie in the numbered saga? Okay, I'm going to say a movie, and I know I'm going to lose, but I'm going to do Make it. Make a because, good argument. And Again, gonna, we're and blank I'm gonna, canvases. And I'm fight. And I'm going to fight for it. And that movie is Return of the Jedi. Okay. Return of the Jedi has everything that I want in a Star Wars movie. Packaged up real nice. It's got... I mean, I remember as a kid watching the original trilogy. And the one scene that stuck out to me as a little child... Nothing is cooler than Luke Skywalker doing the flip off the off the board when he's about to jump off and R2-D2 shooting the lightsaber out. 
and and Leia choking Jabba to death, and I mean just scenes like that. The Darth Vader, Darth Vader and Luke going at each other, uh, father and son, the Ewoks, and everything I just mentioned in the last question with the Battle of Endor, and you have everything too with with uh, Lando flying out. And go, you know, yeah. And then you got the little guy next to him. He's like, <laughs> I mean, you just, you're pumped up. I mean, it's everything. It's the last of their trilogy. They left out with a bang. It's everything that you want in a Star Wars movie is in Return of the Jedi. So that's why I'm picking Return of the Jedi. As if I have, if I'm on a desert island and I have to pick one Star Wars movie, I'm picking Return of the Jedi. Okay. Dave. See, I think I think for most people, if they had to pick a Star Wars movie for a desert island, um, with the exception of like the new generation, which would probably pick The Force Awakens, I think most OG fans would pick Empire Strikes Back. Um, and if this was a question of who, you know, what do you think is the most fan loved mo- movie in the saga, I would pick The Empire Strikes Back. But best movie in the number saga, I'm going to go with Episode Four, A New Hope. Um, and I'm going to say best because it is the OG standalone Star Wars movie. I mean, we've got these new standalone Star Wars movies that are coming out. This was the very first one. It introduced us to what would quickly become one of the greatest pieces of movie culture ever. I mean, not only that, it revolutionized the way movies were made. It affected so much more than even Star Wars. It had a distinctive beginning and a distinctive end, and yet it set the stage for all the other movies that we love. Um the reason, again, that I would say Episode 5 is not, in my opinion, the best movie is because it, it, it can't stand on its own. That doesn't mean it's not loved more, um, as far as a, the favorite one, but it was great because it brought us more Star Wars. It was great because it had one of the biggest reveals in cinematic history, um, and it left us wanting to know what was going to happen because we knew we were getting more when we saw a new hope you didn't know that you were like what is this it was your first introduction to this character it was first introduction to darth vader seeing that ship go down forever in the theater all that's seeing vader walk on seeing all of a sudden here's this smuggler this like scum guy scum bucket guy with this giant tall hairy creature walking around a princess in distress old people with these light up swords i mean it was it was incredible it was history basically it I mean that's. I'll just talk more when I don't need. I don't need the extra minute because I'd rather just respond to. Uh, okay, Bina, one minute. That. Um, I understand that. I mean, that's an easy say. Oh, it's the original, and you can hoot and holler about that, about how it's this, and it was the first time you introduced. If you replace the New Hope with any other Star Wars movie as as the first one, then that would be it. Um, if it had a, oh, if it it had a, a definitive movie. end, the reason that I pick, the reason I pick, and I understand all your points, the reason that I pick Return of the Jedi you, over first, a New Hope. First of all, well, I guess I'll have my rebuttal. Go ahead. The reason I pick a New Hope over, uh, the reason I pick a Return of the Jedi over a New Hope, is it's just nonstop entertainment. It's nonstop action. There's no slow parts in it. It's just uh, the story is just it's one. It's one set piece to the next, and it just keeps your excitement. And it, it that's why I think it's the best. 
with the exception of of maybe Rogue One or even uh, The Force Awakens, um, you can't just insert any of the other Star Wars movies as the first one and it be the same thing because they they don't you you don't have backstory. Some of them, I mean, Empire Strikes Back ends in a cliffhanger. Um, a New Hope was the fourth movie out of all of these, even though it was released first. It was in the middle of the story, yet had an introduction, a beginning, and had a finite end that could have just, if you left the story there and never touched it again, it still would be as great as it is now. I mean, you don't need the other movies to make that movie great, in my opinion. Um, Return of the Jedi, that that story on its own, by itself, and uh, I mean, and to, to Beanob's credit, that's not the question isn't you know what's the best way you know whatever but a new hope's just better or as far as best movies go okay based on doesn't mean it's not your favorite sure based on the arguments uh proposed i'm gonna go give my point to dave on that one uh dave dave also um uh, B. Dobby, I almost had me at the beginning because you started naming a lot of the iconic uh, moments from Return of the Jedi, and I was like, oh, you know, yeah, I, that's that's true. Awesome. I do think of those a lot when I think of Star Wars. But uh, I think Dave brought a good job of bringing back the idea that you know those New Hope was the introduction to our characters. Um, wouldn't have had the other ones without that one. So, uh, yeah, Dave, man. All right, next question. Ready? Number seven. Did Luke ever turn to the dark side? And I don't remember who goes first. Chad? Dave is first. Me. A most definite yes. Without question. Um, I am really, really tempted to just end it there. (laughs) But I'm not going to. Um, I know Beanham's going to disagree with me. But my answer is yes. Uh, I think that there's a difference between turning to the dark side and falling to the dark side. Um, the more and more I watched the final showdown of Emperor's Throne, I watched it today. I've watched it a lot. Um, but I, I I love it so much. It's one of my favorite parts, and it happens in Return of the Jedi, to, to be honest point from the last movie. Great, great scene. Um, Luke went there, in my opinion. I don't think it's just an opinion. He says it. It's to either turn his father or die. And maybe even turn his father and die. Um, he knew that he was simply going there to buy his friend's time. Uh, he could have given up early on and thrown his lightsaber away at the beginning like he did at the end after cutting Vader down, but he didn't. Um, it's very clear to me that Luke gave into his feelings and anger. There's no question about it to me. It's the only way he defeated Vader, in my opinion, with almost a look of like evil on his face when he finally cut through his hand. Um, it was Palpatine's plan for Luke to be there to fight Vader. It was designed by him. Everything was designed by Palpatine according to how he had quote-unquote foreseen it. And it was all for the sole purpose of tempting him like he tempted Anakin and turned him to the dark side. Um, you know, using his friends and their demise as the focal point of Luke's anger, trying to get Luke to, to want revenge. That whole scene of, you want this, don't you, strike me down, they're going to die, I, I've already planned it out, they're, I've killed them, it's a trap, you did everything I wanted you to do. He was trying to get Luke to to use his hate, and because he knew that if he could get Luke to start fighting with anger, start fighting with hate, start trying to get revenge, 
that's what he needed to tempt to, to seduce him to the dark side of the force. Um, his manipulation gave Luke no way out. That's the way that he made it seem. Um, no matter what he did, you know, he said, with each passing moment, you become more and more my servant. Um, and at that point, he he thought he had won. And it's in one way he did because Luke used his anger and his feelings. He became more powerful. He could feel it. Um, it'd become easier. Yoda. One thing I noticed in in that is that Yoda says at one point he goes, um, "It's that that's what's going to happen. If you go there, you're going to get tempted." He says the forces and uh, shoot, I jumped ahead here. I'll get to it in my rebuttal, anyways. But eventually, Luke came back. I believe he made a conscious decision at the end, threw his lightsaber away. Once he realized I'm using the dark side, once he realized I'm doing what my father did, no, throws it away. I'm not going to do it. You lost. You're wrong. I'm not turning. And he and he let go of his hate, which he had just used to beat Vader. Up until then, he was just defending, like a Jedi does, defense. Passive, not attack. But then when he said Leia, Luke lost it and used all of his emotions for his friends, for his sister, the thought of them dying to beat Vader. And that's how he did it. All right, Binab. Okay, you need to clarify the question then. Are you talking about turning, like completely turning, or like what Dave said? Because if you just go by what Dave said, him rephrasing the question, then there's no argument. Because the obviously question, we know that Luke... The question is, did Luke, did did Luke ever it? turn to the dark side? No, completely not, no. He, did he give over to his emotions? Yes, Dave is correct on that. He did give over to his emotions. But did he completely turn over to the dark side at every point in time in his life? With the facts that has given us, I'm going to say the answer is no. Yes, people give in to their emotions... In, but that doesn't mean that you're that means that you're turning to the dark side, which is your question. Luke's biggest thing was that he wasn't going to turn out, same as every man, and that's they're not going to turn out to be what their father is, and that that's Luke's biggest motivation is never turning out to be his father and turning into Vader. His biggest motivation is he wanted to be his father. That was the Jedi, not the Sith. So no, he did not turn. He yes, he gave into his emotions. But the the minute he saw that hand come off of Vader, that was what he was thinking. As he looked at his own hand, he looked at his father's mechanical hand, and he says, if I ever turn to the dark side, I'm going to end up just like that. A weak, frail cyborg of a man, and he threw his lightsaber away. He's never going to turn. He's the light side. I'm a, I'm a Jedi like my father before me. He's a man of his convictions. He's a man of his passion that he's a Jedi the dark I'm not going to fall and turn to the dark side like my father did that's one of Luke's biggest motivations so no he did not turn to the dark side period uh this is this is going to come down to what you as a judge you know interpret turn to the dark side um does you're saying is it literally did ever did Luke ever turn to the dark side well what is turning to the dark side is it being fully seduced by the dark side is it becoming a sith I don't think so. I think turn turning to the dark side is using the dark side. That's that's to me that's what it is. It doesn't say did he ever become a Sith. It doesn't say did he ever was he ever seduced. He turned to the dark side. Um, this is something that Yoda and everybody talked about. Be weary of this. These paths lead to the dark or, or lead to the dark side. Yeah. Um, this is that's what they actually. Somebody said he says. The dark side are they. He didn't say lead to the dark side. That was actually one of my points. Yoda says anger, or what does he say? Uh, uh, 
anger, fear, I can't remember what he... But he says the, the dark side are they. That's what they are. And you, Luke used those in his fight. And there's actually a transcript online, the script. So so let me, let me confer with Chad. Uh, Chad, should we, um, should we pose an amendment to the question or... Um, no, there's no I amendment think, to the question just because well, Dave's trying to philosophize. No, I mean, I see, the, I see the, the issue no, is how, what do you define as turn? Um, it's up to them explain, to make... I'm going to explain that. It's up, to, it's up to, to the judges. I'm going not, to explain that in my rebuttal right now. It's not up to me okay, or Brian. Let, let, me not finish. let me not finish first before we decide. go any further. Go ahead, Brian. Okay, if we hear, okay, if you watch anything with Rebels season three, which Dave, I know you have, and I'm sorry that you haven't. It's a great the season. The personal attacks. But we meet, we meet a character named the Bendu, and the Bendu use, says, "No, I'm not part of the dark or the light," and I think the Bendu is a little bit. And if you see anything in the Rebels season three finale, is the Bendu gets a little ticked off, and they he starts going after people. He's a little emotional. And I think that Luke is a perfect representation of somebody who has true balance of the force within himself because he came to that point. When, when Anakin was pushed over the edge, he massacred people. When, when, when he was put up against Dooku and, and he was tempted, he slit the guy's throat, uh, head off. Anakin pushed over to the dark side way more than Luke ever did. Luke was able to come to that point and use his emotions without crossing the line. So I think he was a perfect representation of the balance of the force, not moving one way or the other. In the in the actual script of Star Wars: Return of the Jedi, Luke used the force. It was written in there, the dark side of the force. He wasn't a gray Jedi. He was using the dark side. I don't think you can use the dark side with your back to the dark side. That's what I'm saying. Okay, Brian said. Did you want? Did you have something you wanted to throw out? Oh. Or my my thought is we use their interpretation of the question as is. It's not we're not necessarily setting the what that turn to the dark side means. That's up to them to determine and convince and use their arguments to defend their. Okay, so can I just ask for clarification from from them? Yeah. Um, yeah so my clarification question would be then. Um, when we say turning to the dark side, can you, and Chad, if you don't think this is a legitimate question, let me know. Can you use dark, um, can you, how do I ask this? Can you tap into the dark side without falling to the dark side and use dark side abilities? Does that, is that a valid question, Chad? Do you believe somebody can do that? Um, Can somebody not fully given into the dark side use dark side force abilities or tap into that power without becoming Correct. Vader? Basically, is that is that what you're trying to say? I not suppose really. so. I'm, I guess so. I, let me have ask you guys to define turning to the dark side. I guess that's probably a better question. Okay, Dave and Brian, define turning to the dark side as as you would define that versus falling to the dark side, or unless you see them both as the same thing. I don't. I don't. I, I think it's pretty clear that both of us don't see it the same. Right, way. but you tell you tell us what your view of turning to the dark side is what does that mean when you def 
You gave your answer. What does turning to the dark side mean? Is there a difference between turning to the dark side and falling to the dark side? How do you interpret turning to the dark side to support the answer that you gave? There, you know, like, well, if we use Anakin as an example, he was he was seduced, which which is different than being tempted. You know, I mean, every every Jedi, I'm sure, is tempted, uh, but he was seduced. He became he gave in. That's the scene after. Uh, Mace got killed. He literally got on his knees and said, "I'll do whatever you want." He totally gave himself over to Sidious, to becoming a Sith apprentice, um, whatever. So is, um, is that that's an example of, okay. of completely being going over there? But when you're making a conscious decision to use what you have been told is the dark side, you might not have done it on purpose, but you're turning to the dark side. That is that you're give, you're pulling your strength from the dark side of the force. Literally, he was he was told earlier by Yoda that that, that is it is it more powerful? No, it's not more powerful, but it's quicker, it's easier, it's more seductive. It's 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 that's you know, it, but it's not more powerful. Um, and that's why Yoda, that's why Luke was able to eventually withstand it because he did have a good balance which i think is going to be really explained and explored in the new movies which i think is really cool i think there's something we don't really know yet and that we're going to figure it out but he definitely realized i'm using the dark side i'm i'm becoming my i'm literally watching myself become my father turning into him like in the dagoa cave no and made a conscious decision to let go of it made a conscious decision not to use it anymore literally threw his lightsaber away and completely that's when he completed his training that's when he became a jedi okay being up what does turning to the dark side mean to you so uh dave just said by turning to the dark side that's when he officially became a jedi (laughs) um that's not at all what i said (laughs) i think I believe that turning to the dark side, you're fully submitting yourself to the dark side. And Luke never did that. Every single person is a human being, and they got flaws. And if you if you if you use people tapping into their emotions as 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 the um, as turning to the dark side, then every person would be turning to the dark side. Turning to the dark side is you full submitting yourself to the dark side of the force, which Anakin did when he submitted himself over to Dark Sidious. Another thing, too, Chad, you're the reader. Did you ever read the novelization of Revenge of the Sith? came out probably about 12 years ago. Did you ever read it? No, sir. You didn't. If you look into that novelization, when you go into the battle, which do your research on it, go read it, Chad. I know you will out of anybody here. Brian doesn't read. (laughs) (laughs) You you read to us, so you can bring it to another (laughs) podcast. But there's a part in it that talks about how Mace Windu taps into dark side energy, in his, and that's his that's his Jedi style. He he channels it without without submitting over to it, and that's canon. That's in literature. You can go read it. And but Mace Windu does it without turning to the dark that. side. He channels he channels it. He channels dark side energy Luke to, to increase to increase his to increase his skill. And only powerful Jedi can do that. Luke, like Chat, like Dave said before, Luke is this great powerful Jedi. This dude can deflect lasers in twenty minutes. He is a powerful Jedi that can tap into that type of energy without submitting himself over to dark side. 
just like Mace Windu did in Revenge of the Sith. Read the novelization. He had to make a decision not to. He Luke was not was not on purpose channeling. The I didn't. Dark I didn't side. think we got second <laughs> rebuttals. All right. I, I don't know. Uh, let's go to score. Fair enough. Fair we'll enough. Go, we'll still go to score. Rebuttal. I do We're think we need talk. fact checkers because uh, B knob keeps yeah, stating things as fast. Uh, so uh, do I go first on the ABC score? ABC News fact you? checking. Yep. You asked this. All one, right. So, so um, I'm just gonna uh, Dave Mann. Um, and then I can defend my uh, my scoring. So go, Chad. Jeez, you're just sometimes not defending. It's a little. Well, no, I. Uh, this... yeah, I think it'll just cause more These... debate. So. No, well, see that there's no more debate once our scores are, are yeah. given. That that is it. There's nothing that will change it. So your favorite character, no, no. Brian, turned to the dark side. There's no more I, th- change. I think so Dave did a better job <laughs> defending defending. Uh, his his reason for saying he turned. I think he did a better job answering the question of turning, what is turning, and I think he supported his answer better in that arena. So, uh, if Bina, but I think if you would have stuck with the Bendu and gone with that in between a little bit more, um, you probably would have had it because for me. Because you're right, he he definitely lost his temper. If that's kind of all right, Chad, just cut to the chase. You got the point, Dave. (laughs) Dave. All right, question number number eight. You two are are the most. You two think that Luke Skywalker, the most pure, has nothing to do with Star Wars character of all, turned to the dark side. This this you all you all think he turns to the dark side makes him more pure. I think your argument makes him more pure. <laughs> you you all my, think he turned to the dark points, side. My points. I'm are not, not even going to watch. Hey, hey, hey. Dave. Dave definitely, Dave, episode eight ain't about Luke Skywalker. Dave gave a better, according to you all, because he ain't the last Jedi. Do you know why? Because he turned to the dark side. Of, of turning versus falling. When he brought up the fact of Anakin falling. That wasn't your question. It was well, turning we, that question. We, you guys don't even clarify. He creates second, his own questions. No, when we asked it a second time to. No, and then you now so clarify the answer. What was your definition, Brian? Well, I'm not, you I'm as not a judge, what is I'm your not, definition of turning to the dark side? I'm, right, turning I'm to the, the dark don't side. Don't argue with the moderator. You're turning to the dark don't side telling your character. <laughs> no, I, I think he. we, we posed a second <laughs> question to bring about clarification. I think Dave so did a better Dave job came up with his own clarifying his position. Then you modified the question. Point, point deduction. And I think everybody turned to the dark side then, if that's a fact. So we... I'm trying to to give points based on just the arguments alone, not my thoughts behind it. Um, but even in one of the books that I did read, um, the heir to the Jedi, which we talked about on this podcast, Luke does mention that he you, he felt the dark side and was was turning towards it. But when he heir felt, of the Jedi, yes, that's correct. Heir of the Jedi. Who wrote that book? I don't know. It's right <laughs> who wrote here. The book. Um, what is that? Kevin, he asked you who wrote Kevin it. I want Harney. names. Kevin Harney. It's canon. When it when it's canon. It's, canon? it's new okay. canon. That's my it canon. Yeah, it was the one where he moved the noodle. Um, Come on, Bina. I'm not sure right, he moved the noodle, which Brian really liked that uh. part. Um, but he when when his girlfriend essentially at the time was blown up by the by the bounty hunters, he felt the cold seeping in, and he felt power that he'd never felt before. And he had he he was tempted, and it, I believe it. The wording it was using was saying he was tempted to turn that direction and turn towards it and use it. 
and he, for the first time, understood what the dark side was. Um, so, if so you Chad, want to clarify, only using the argument, I'm glad that you're bringing up something that wasn't even used in the argument. <laughs> no, you're right because I'm using my point to me saying this is I'm giving points awarded based on what you say. But you're trying to bring in what turn means to me. And so I'm telling you, based on your question to the moderator, what turning means to, to me. And that's that's what I think is he's turning to face it. He may not be fully seduced by it, but I do believe Luke was tempted and turned towards the dark side numerous times in his life. He was turning or turned completely. Did Luke ever turn to the dark side? He turned that direction, yes. But my points... He was turning, but he never turned. My points are based are awarded based on your... He was turning, your, but he I never turn, turned. Dave's turn is argument. using the dark side. You're, if you're using the dark side, you've turned to the dark side, though you may not have fallen to the dark side. Yeah. So anyway, there... The, one of the one of the tests of a Jedi to become a Jedi is you have to you're you're tempted they are all tempted and then you have to pass that test and not be you know not use the dark side Luke actually used it that's why I think it's gonna, I think it's very interesting what we're going to see in, in the Last Jedi because Luke is going to be I think he is going to be closer to what Bina brought up about Ben do I think he's going to have a, a true balance of I don't think the Jedi Council got it right. I mean, this is yeah, really okay. going way off topic, but whatever. Points are awarded Points, based whatever. on your arguments, regardless of our thoughts and feelings on the subject. Sorry if that was a little misconstrued in the question and not really sure what you were answering. But I would say do your best, and I know we only have a couple left, but do your best to just give the best argument for why, you say, why you're saying what you're saying. And convince me why what you're saying makes sense, regardless of what I think. That's what I would advise you Persuade to Persuade us. I will. I do want to say this. This doesn't affect opinions, but it was really cool today. I was reading the actual script to Return of the Jedi, and there are some lines of dialogue that didn't make it in there, um, and there are some you know things that they put in between the dialogues. And one of the things I thought was cool is it says Luke. This is right after he cut down Vader. It says Luke looks momentarily towards the Emperor, then back to Vader and realizes he is using the dark side. He steps back, turns off his lightsaber, and relaxes driving the hate from his being meaning he didn't make he, he didn't make a decision to con to, he didn't consciously decide to control some dark energy and and use that while not turning to the dark side all of a sudden he realizes i'm in it i'm doing it i'm using the dark side i didn't even realize it until now and then made the decision to let go of it and drive those dark emotions out of him it had started to consume him without him even knowing it that's why i based my decision ultimately off of that another reason anyways i thought that was interesting there's also some interesting dialogue that didn't make it in the movie too it's in that script it's an interesting read it's online i didn't even i've never read it before Okay, question eight. But B Nob wants to say again that you didn't see. Yeah, I was I was waiting levels. to see if. <laughs> B- Let's go. I apologize. B-Nob is getting bitter, bitter, more yeah, he's bitter. So mad. Um, question number eight. What, if any, is the importance of midichlorians? This is to B Nob first. I think midichlorians are an aptitude test to see somebody's force aptitude abilities. Um, 
just to see how it's like to test to see how in tune they are with the force whether or not they um, tap into that ability at, or not or get any training uh, it's going to be there in some way shape or form um, especially if you have high levels of it you can kind of use it without even wanting to use it Anakin was able to use a pod racer I'm sure Ray has high midichlorians counts if they did a test on her um, by the way she uses the force um, but you can use some simple force moves that an, an untrained person can use some sort of force ability um, based on the high count of them but it's more of a aptitude test to see you know which which kids have better potential than than others okay but before before you like end his i mean you can end his timer at least do we want to like yeah i think so i feel like it was originally posed differently uh the way i took it is is it like is it like important in the story and and i think what beat took it as is like what does it actually do like so can you clarify the question chad because i think this one came from you that's because that was that was my that's that's how i posed it i didn't necessarily so you want to know the thought behind my the question yeah i i took it as when i originally read the question i felt like it was worded differently but should it's one of those things should it have been in the movie or not uh let me let me see the way i don't think i have it now hold on um <clears throat> I mean cuz I know what they do. My my question was are midichlorians important? Hmm. That was my original original So phrasing. what is, so what does that mean, Chad? I I kind of wanted it to be up to interpretation of of you guys to to okay. give to tell me if they are or not. It's then it's kind of I'm kind of like of a, a of a double mind, I guess, because of the interpretation, because I, I agree with B-Nob's in, like def- definition of what they are and what they do. Um, but based off of the story of star Wars, the way I took it is that they weren't very important. I mean, if you're, if you're basing them off of the importance of like, I mean, the fact that they created uh, apparently created Anakin, then they would be important. Most definitely. Um, Originally, I took it, was it important to the story as far as did they have to put midichlorians? And you never heard about them until he went back and did the prequels. And all of a sudden, what? This is midichlorians and stuff. So if it's based off of were they important as they are in the story, like staying in the story, then yeah. Because that's how Anakin was conceived. I mean, he... I don't... I don't I mean, I can read you what I originally put, but I think it's a different interpretation of what uh, B-Nut was saying. Because I kind of took it as, were they important to the series? Like, did they need to be put in there, or could they have been left out? Like, if we never have heard about midichlorians at all, in my opinion, the story doesn't change in any way. You don't don't know that. (laughs) I do know that, because the movies that are out... There's nothing. You don't know that. You you hear about There's no them, way of knowing. You hear that. about them as a new thing in the very first movie, and then they're nowhere else. There's no way of knowing that. Literally nothing. If you plug in the expanded universe, then they play a much more important role. There's no way of knowing that. Um, but they're they're not canon. I mean, if 
I would say if you took out midichlorians, it would be the same difference if you took out Chopper and Revels, for example, as a random example. Uh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because you can take out you can say you can say oh uh, Anakin didn't have a father, and then not mention midichlorians doesn't change anything. All right. Well, so we. He still you still feel the force. He's still strong. I can feel the force in this kid. It's really strong with him. No, I mean. Anakin doesn't go, man, the midichlorians are strong with this kid and Luke. I, I mean, it's because they weren't created then. I mean, if they were such a big deal. But see, I think that's a different, I think that's a little bit of a different interpretation. I mean, because if you're supposed to assume that the Yoda and the, and the Obi-Wan and everybody of the original trilogy knew all about midichlorians and like they're all, and they're doing all these tests, like, cause Luke was never tested for midichlorians as far as I know. So if he wasn't tested, he, he could be a fraud. I mean, how do you know that he's legit? You don't know what his midichlorian count is. I mean, and obviously that's re- You know, you can't go back and do that. So on one hand, okay. I think it that just depends. I mean, it's a weird not interpretation. So much, this was a weird one. Not so much that if you took that out. Obviously, I agree with what you're saying. You take it out. I, Anakin is still the chosen one. He still brings balance to the Force. Midichlorians are not creating him or not. That doesn't make a difference. I think in the overall story of where how midichlorians were used in the storyline, what scene did they bring up the midichlorians? And it was a scene with the Luke with. with Qui-Gon getting that data out of Anakin and the re- only reason that he got it was like I said before it's an aptitude test to, to send somebody's levels now they said that his levels are off the charts he has more force aptitude than Yoda does and I think mm-hmm. over anything it just validated Qui-Gon's theory about Anakin to get Anakin a meeting with the council and to and to move his training along because Qui-Gon solely believed that I, this was the chosen I one. I think it was... And that, and he needed to use the midichlorian test. Yeah, I think it was test. a last-minute decision. And he needed to use the midichlorian test to get him in front of the council because they need to have evidence that this kid had that much force ability. I think it was a last-minute decision to give some explanation as to why they should let Qui-Gon take him. Other than that, what's the use of him? Okay. Served its purpose. anywhere else. Brian, what do you think on this? If uh... Uh, so, um, w- while I hate the whole Bitacorian, uh deal, I uh, I gave my point to Binov. I think he had some good points, and uh, I also enjoyed his "you don't know that" uh, uh, taunt as well. I as <laughs> I could I would give extra credit because that was enjoyable. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, <laughs> To be, wow. I guess I my que- with with the way the question was, and apparently there was confusion with it, and maybe well, not no, be as fair. I, I think you. I think they. I think they flushed out the uh, the question there. I think Binab uh, was was factual on on. Okay, so what what the midichlorians are and um, and how they use them and. Um, I, I, you know, I agree with Dave that, and and they both agree with each other that you take it out the story is still going to be the same obviously it was added in um but uh i, I feel like b knob defended his position better so so andy said you okay. don't know that and it was funny so i'm gonna give my point today you have no credit i'm oh, sorry 
I laid out the facts to you. I laid out the facts. The to you. the arguments of of, I mean, again, you both were fairly on the, pretty much on the same page, um, but the interpretation right. may be a little different, and you don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next, the, the our interpretations were the same. The only thing that we diff, the only thing that we deferred differently was was how the midichlorians fit in the overall story. He said if you took them out, it could be anything. And then I gave you a specific example in the movie of why they used it. All right, well, points have point been uh, awarded. No, there was no, yeah, there was no discussion of what it was used for. But it was just whether or not it was important. Points in the have story. been awarded. Moving I just, on. I gave you one example of the it. Next, of why it I, the next the two questions don't <laughs> really have a yes or no answer. The next two questions are pretty much, again, they're going to have to convince... Now, I will let me say this too because this question was worded differently when it, okay. when it was originally Are we, are we back to the midichlorians question? When it is now. No, oh, no. This next so one what, coming up. No. How was this question The question The question the I have as written now is if you could do one thing to fix the prequels, what would you do? I I did probably rephrase it a little bit. And the original question was how sure. would you fix the prequels? It wasn't if you could do True. one thing. I did change fix. that. So I I re I redid some of mine. I left my okay. original answer that I had originally yeah wrote too. But I just want to make that clear in case. So so I'm just you know I did. We're gonna throw some shade at Chad. Chad, questions. you did reword some of these questions after the fact. Yes, I know, did. It, that uh, is true. I reworded them a little bit because Brian he, basically said it, and he did it and he did it for Dave's <laughs> advantage. <laughs> what? I'm throwing that out there. You don't know that. <laughs> But you know, don't act like you're worried. What in the world? <laughs> Not worried at all. I gave all factual it things. It makes it look like you're worried. Don't everything do that. that I gave was factual. And if Chad is Chad, the avid reader, comic book reader, man of all the facts, doesn't want to look at the facts, that ain't my problem. I can sleep good tonight. Right, so, so the question are we gonna... I may have I may have rephrased a little bit, and I wanted to narrow it down a little bit because to fix three movies. We could again. I know we're only giving we're yeah, only giving three question. minutes. I realize that, but there's a lot to do to fix three movies. So I did narrow it down to the one thing that you could do that would fix it to make them pick something. And again, these all these questions for our listeners' benefit were sent to all four of us, and any four of us could have brought up any concerns we had at any time between today and the day this was sent out. I had no, no questions had, and no concerns were brought up, no up before this point. No. So the questions are as stands. So, so Chad, do not limit me. Do not limit me to one thing that I would change. Give me no, at least no, three. You can do, do whatever you want per minute. You could you can say whatever Fine. you want in the three minutes you have to convince he's not, me your argument is the best. But he's not going to change the question. Those is what he's saying. Though. No. So just be no. Careful. The question is what it is, but you can say whatever you want. So the question is as follows. Dear listener, to our two master Debate. Jedi and Sith. Yeah, I wasn't going to go there. I was, and then I changed my mind. If you could do one thing to fix the prequels, what would you do? B-Nob? Or, I'm sorry, Dave, this is to you first. <clears throat> if... I'll read my one thing first. If I had to, if I had to get, uh, fix... Or you do one thing to fix them... Um, I think I would give it what I call the Rogue One treatment, which is make it all more practical um, and get rid of unnecessary CGI. I think even with the oddities and inconsistencies, 
I think simply solving that this one issue would make it far more palatable. Um, a close second would be improving to, you know, in my opinion, furthering exploring Anakin, the way that his his character and the and not necessarily the acting of Hayden Christensen, but the way that they wrote him. Um, but but going back to my original one, since being honest, probably going to give more. Um, I'd get rid of midichlorians. <laughs> first of all, um, the entire Gungan race. Figure something else out. Gungans, man. Jar Jar Binks. Ah, didn't like him. Um, Anakin would be far less of a whiny brat, in my opinion. Um, there's there's so many other ways to show someone has strong feelings, emotions without being annoying. The droid army wouldn't be so comical, and a and a joke. They were just like more comic relief. I thought they were so clumsy. Um, the super droids that that could basically form create a standoff with two Jedi, like they just couldn't beat them. They had to run away. They're like, oh, uh, they're they're droids, and then they had to run. They just couldn't beat them. They were they, it didn't make sense to me. Um, Darth Maul would have more would be more of a formidable foe. He would have survived, um, maybe to be used by Palpatine to to help manipulate Anakin. I don't know. Um, I'd keep Evan McGregor as Obi Wan, which would make more realistic age comparisons between him and and Sarah Guinness. Um, Yoda would have remained a puppet, with the exception of maybe fighting Dooku somehow. Um, and I'd keep Boba Fett and his father away from the clone army. That's a few things, but most importantly, make it more practical. Get rid of the unnecessary CGI. Um, some there are some places you would have to have CGI, just like in every Star Wars movie, but making it more practical and more like how they did Rogue One and of course this is all hypothetical we have the technology we have today to do what we want I'd make it more like Rogue One which is a lot more realistic a lot more uh, practical and less CGI and stuff like that unless except for where it's necessary I think that you could deal with a lot of the other stuff if it wasn't so hard to look at in some instances because of how fake some of the stuff looked that'd be my one thing all right bean up okay i'm going to leave the cgi alone i'm not going to bring that into the argument here's a couple things that i would change number one i think that they did and i and thank 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 uh thank the star wars people who gave us the clone wars tv series but i feel like george lucas lost a huge opportunity by highlighting the clone wars as as the focal point of the prequel trilogy. You got nothing in episode one. You got the Battle of Geonosis, and then you got the tail end of the Clone Wars and Revenge of Sith. Spanning that war between three uh, across three movies would have been a real big epic. Um, get rid of the clone army. Uh, make it that Republic officers and men had to don this uniform they put on the helmet. They're losing their identity, and you start seeing the change over to the Republic cut out Anakin as a kid you make him older if you made him older in episode one it's this kid who came out of nowhere he he wins the battle at the end as an adult he becomes this hot shot the poster boy of the clone wars uh, for the republic um that weight of that pressure is on him um that he is this focal point that he's their mocking jay if you're a hunger games fan that kind of focal point of the of of them in the republic which would bring more gravities to the end when he has that when he gets tempted by the dark side that he either needs to say no I'm the poster boy I'm the man I should be running the show and turn over to the to the pull of the power 
or taking that humble, more Jedi role and saying, no, other people can step before me. I think that would be a little bit more powerful of him just saying, you know, I, I he has that choice of either stepping back and letting other people go or him saying, no, I deserve this. I'm the man who got you out of this. I deserve the power. And then the, letting the power go to his head. Um, those are a couple of things that I would change. Real focal point, get rid of the joint army, make it a legit army against people. Um, they missed the opportunity. I love the Mandalorian, Civil War, and, and, and Rebels, um, facing them against real foes and different, uh, different alien cultures and different things would have been a lot cooler than just droids versus clones. That's what I would change about it. All right. Dave, one minute. I, I feel like it's a mistake to, to not touch CGI. Um, that's when, when people look back at the prequels as, as things that are reasons that they don't like it that is a big huge issue I mean that's one of the reasons that the new movies are so successful is because they're going back to using practical effects in a lot of the stuff um, even though I had no problem with it personally there's there's uh, debate over the CGI used in Rogue One even to bring back some of those characters um, just for the sake of using CGI I mean it, it I, I agree with a lot of the stuff being I'm saying because there's a lot of things I would change with the prequels, but having to change one thing, if you could only change one thing, could you change just any of those one things and make it that much better? I mean, I think that the CGI, that would change a lot of the problems that you want changed in the first place. I mean, how are you going to do a droid army without using a bunch of CGI? You'd have to figure out some other way to do it. Um, a lot of these issues wouldn't come up. If you weren't just using so much CGI. Okay, Beanab, one minute. Um, I don't really. I don't think that taking out away some of the blue screens, the, the you know the reason that people hate the that's hate the prequels is not because of the you know one of the biggest CGI moments of the prequels is the Battle of Coruscant in the beginning of Episode Three, and that's the best. That is the best scene Didn't of the say prequels. Remove it completely. Right, but I'm saying that's the best scene of the prequels. That's that's that. I understand they go a little. CGI heavy, but that doesn't change the fact that the that the main storyline there's some storyline flaws. The dialogue, the writing is terrible, and the acting is 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 annoying at some points. Yeah, but you can't change all those things, right? But changing the CGI, changing the acting, you can't change the CGI. Ain't going to change the acting. Then it's just going to be bad actors with practical effects. So are you going to change the acting? No, I'm telling you, I'm changing the storyline. Changing the storyline, basing my my argument is not. So what if the storyline is great, but you have bad acting through the whole storyline? I'm saying change it to change it to the Clone Wars, base it into the Clone Wars. That's it. That's what I would change. Okay, um, based on arguments, I'm I agree both both sides. I I agree that Dave the most more people hate those prequels for the the overuse of CGI and them looking at a tennis ball in the eye instead of a real person, um, which affected possibly the acting as well. Um, however, I would like to see the prequels based on the Clone Wars and to change the storyline completely and make a basically rewrite it to be more focused in that direction. I realize changing that one thing does leave a lot of other things unchanged, which also need it. There are more than one thing. It needs to be changed. And it would be hard to fix it by only changing one thing, which makes the argument more difficult. Um, but I think I'm going to give my point to B-Nub. 
Uh, I also gave my point to B-Nob. While I agree with the CGI comments, uh, I could deal with crappy CGI for a better story, and this, the overall story sucked in the prequels. Um, I, I think B-Nob did a good job of saying the thing he would change with storyline to the Clone Wars, and then it gave some supporting uh, uh, you know, notes as well. So, Okay, last question. Here we go. Maybe. Maybe. If the dark side of the Force is evil, why was everyone so interested in bringing balance to it? And so, Brian, the question, as if it's the first time he has seen this question, which may be the case. He looks confused. Well, let sure me say, the because there, there were more... There was, there was 20 questions, at least. And, uh, and Chad and I, you know... I did 10, he did 10, and then... Brian said, go ahead. No, no. And then and then I sent him, okay, well, out of these 20, here's the ones I think. Uh, I don't think this one was on my list. So apparently you enjoyed this question. So, so I had to take all of Brian's questions, and that was it, basically, is <laughs> no, what Brian's saying. I, I was a pretty even split. So, so this one's Chad. So, Chad, you might have to explain that question. I don't know if they need it or not, but go ahead. Do you guys need an explanation? You both have had these this question for a few I don't days need, already as well. I don't need an explanation. Dave? I don't need an explanation. Okay. No, go ahead. Uh, B-Nob is first on this one then. Freaking Brian. <laughs> go ahead, B-Nob. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to talk really quick because it's my last one. i got to give it all I got. Um, quoting Poe Dameron there. <laughs> um, the Jedi is a perfect example of people who take the light side of the force to the extreme and the Sith are those who take the dark side of the force to the extreme and it showed that you can't pull it one way or the other need to do it right down the road and I know that's an interesting concept especially for people who haven't seen you know season 3 of Rebels I'll say that again because uh, you don't really understand you can't really tell me what the Ben do is but that's okay um but you need you need the you need the the different things of of both sides to to have balance it's the yin and yang you need you need the the good part of the good and the and the good and the bad part of the good and the good part of the bad and the bad you know you need a, you need a little bit of both um to have that balance um in the force you need things on a level plane nothing now, too much of one good thing is is a bad thing, and and you you have to have an equal balance of of the good and the bad, and it's a fine line, but the Jedi proved it that you can go in one extreme, and the Sith proved that you can go in the other one. So, I think that you need to have balance there between the two. Okay, you can have your emotions. You can have you can be an emotional person. Okay, you can have your emotions without cutting off all ties of love and everything else like the Jedi did and not and 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 be cold to people um, because the Jedi did at that extreme and it totally and that point of view caused the Jedi to totally lose their inability of using the force and Anakin when he turned to the dark side goes so far down the line that his judgment and everything else has changed that he be that that's what put him down is because he he thinks that he relied so much on the dark side and his power that he that he uses wrong judgment that puts him in a hole 
and you need a perfect line between the two. Okay, Dave. Um, first of all, I will say I agree with B-Nob uh, as to what he thinks bringing balance to the forces. I, I agree that it needs to be both sides. Um, as far as the question, if the dark side is the forces, you know, evil, why is everyone so interested in bringing balance to it? Um, I'm assuming everyone is being, you know, the people that are on the, consider themselves to be on the good side, the, the Jedi. Um, and I think, and, on, and he talks about all these, I'm sorry you didn't watch this, whatever. I can only go off of what I've seen. And the original trilogy happens to be set after all that stuff. So I think I can safely base it off of what Yoda knows in the original trilogy because he would. It, we're assuming he's already known all this other stuff. Anyways, the way I see the question is, um, and the answer to the question is, is because the Jedi, I think, have misunderstood what balance is. I don't think they even fully understood their own prophecy. When I've I've done, I've learned a lot just debating or researching this stuff. And at the base of their interpretation, which I've always known this, it's they think an all-powerful Jedi is going to come and destroy the Sith. So they think bringing balance is getting rid of the dark side, which I think is, is not necessarily correct. It's it's They're calling it the dark side, but I don't think they fully even understand that. Um, but however, according to Jedi lore, there's been much debate about said interpretation. Some Jedi believe to be Anakin. On the flip side, some Sith and dark side users even believe it to be Darth Vader. But even Obi-Wan himself claims there's actually no real mention of it needing to be a Jedi. Um, I think that just lends to the fact that they, they were everything was misconstrued. They, you guys tell me from you know watching all this stuff before that I haven't seen that there was a Sith temple or whatever underneath the Jedi. Or I mean, it was clouding their vision. They didn't realize and grasp the severity and the and the breadth and the size of this whole thing. And I think they completely had the the Jedi Council, the Jedi Order had the wrong idea of what balance was in the Force. I think we're going to see that in the new movies. I think you've already seen some of it in in Rebels with the Bendu and all that stuff. We didn't know any of this stuff existed. So you're starting to learn more about that. Um, but I don't think they, they knew that. I think they were wrong. And they realized they were wrong. They realized they failed, um, which obviously has been... That was even mentioned in the prequels. Yoda realized that they messed up. How'd they not see that there's a giant, you know, a, a dark lord or whatever in their midst? They couldn't see it. And I think that's because they weren't truly balanced themselves. Um, they thought they were, but it was their rules, and they didn't realize that there's there's another side to that that they weren't using. There's another side of that they weren't in tune to, and I think you're going to get to see that. Uh, with people like Ray and possibly even Luke has discovered that. Um, I think that the the throne room scene was a very good example of what true balance was, um, what Luke did. Um, to him, it was turning to the dark side, but I don't think that's correct. I think that's just what the Jedi say. Do you have one minute? I... I agree with that rebuttal. I feel like the Jedi had a misconstrued way of the prophecy. I... I, I agree with Dave 100%. Their view of, of bringing balance to the Force was defeating the Sith and just doing the Jedi way. And I don't think that was bringing balance to the Force by just eliminating all evil altogether. Um, and that's what the Jedi point of view was. It's it's what the Father showed Anakin that the Chosen One would be the one who can show, that, that, that has that perfect line and able control like he was able to control the Son and without being without the sun controlling him 
um, he was able to control the, the, the daughter and, and the son. And that's what he did. Anakin did. And then he even got pulled a little bit over. But he was able to control the son. Um, and that's, you know, and that's the, the, the balance of the force is having control of both the light and the dark and, and staying in the middle. Staying on that line. And not crossing over one way or the other. Dave? Um, I... I simply am just going to, to restate that um, I basically said a lot just to clarify my point that the question, which is, if the dark side of the Force is evil, why was everyone so interested in bringing balance to it? The simple answer is they didn't understand what balance was to me. They had the wrong idea of what balance was. And um, I don't know all about the sun and the moon and the daughter or whatever, all that stuff. I just know that the Jedi Council... Was <laughs> <counsel>. <laughs> Go back that's the shape. Was uh they're confused about that. They just got it wrong. They could be wrong. I'm really excited about The Last Jedi because of this very thing. Alright. Wake up, Brian. Brian, wake up. No, I'm here. This one's a tough one to score. I didn't enjoy the question. Um, you know, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, um, B. completely lost me at your beginning opening statement. I felt like you said the same thing over and over again, uh, in different words or sentence structures, with some cliches added in for good measure. Um, Dave seemed to have a coherent answer um, on his. Then, so I was like, all right, Dave, I think Dave's doing better here on this one. Then it went back to B-Nob, and B-Nob, your rebuttal was weak in the beginning because you're, like, just supporting Dave and what he said and how you agree with him. But you ended with something that got me where you said, you kind of answered the question. You said the balance, balance is... Uh, being in the middle, you know, not one way light, one way dark. It's getting to the middle. Um, I felt like that was a good answer. <sighs> then it went back to Dave, and Dave brought up the whole, well, the whole prophecy is, is flawed, and they read it wrong. Um, geez, man, so I'm, I'm kind of in the middle here. Uh, so I'm going to give it to Dave on debate style. Because I feel like I beat up my my emotion. I think point? you're you're right in regards. I my uh, my Star Wars thoughts and feelings and knowledge wants to give it to you based on the answer, but I'm trying to look at more debate points um, on this one because uh, I feel like I feel like although you had that one point, Dave handled the question better and was more persuasive. Uh, and if I gave it to you, I feel like I'd be giving it more. I wouldn't be an open canvas. I'd be leaning towards my personal opinion. So there you go. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give my point to Beanob. His, uh, the, the point with the son and daughter, and, and I agree with both of you uh, personally, but when that point with the son and daughter being able to control the both of them, um, definitely i think is is a good explanation of keeping the balance there so so 
my I guess my question is was this question more about what is balance or why was everyone trying to be balanced if they thought the force dark nah, I mean the question the question is as it stated and it's up to I guess that's why I said the last couple of questions were more not necessarily a, a right and wrong answer but a interpretation of what the question is because to me Binov gave a great example of what balance is like he convinced sure. me that's what balance is but but I, I didn't think that's what we were, what the okay. question was what's balance fair point to the force so that's that was yeah. my fair point argument which of you got one okay <laughs> <laughs> Brian do you have any uh, non prepared questions for our our debaters here um, circle back to me. Um, I want to see what you have first. That's uh, not how <laughs> any of this works. Yeah. Circle. <laughs> so I no. I have any? I might have some. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Well, the I have one that I think could be interesting. Um, why do we need a bonus question? We don't. I just. I, guess, I We don't necessarily well, need well, one. Why don't? Okay, yeah, I don't think I don't think we do. Should we should we do okay. one or no? Fair enough. No, nope, we All don't right. have to. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Chet, Brian Chet, doesn't have one. Chet's so mad. So he doesn't want to do one. That's fine. No, that's fine. We don't need one. I just want to know who won. I just want to just give Chad the uh, give Dave the crown. Wow, he's he's giving us I don't even know who won. I didn't keep track. I don't even know points. who won, but I'm just Did you keep track right, at well, all, I'm Brian? I'm assuming it was Dave. Well, I, I didn't. Like I didn't keep even, track of yours, Chad. Did you keep track of mine? I have mine. Yes, as host of this podcast and figuring out exactly um, <laughs> how this could work out, I kept track of both all points for both candidates for both all ten questions, and the the tally that I have stands uh, with B Knob with eight points and Dave with twelve. Really. I didn't know it was that spread apart. Right, me neither. Thought it would be a lot yeah. closer. I had uh, so for the record, I had uh, Dave at I mean, six and Beanob at four. Um, it was it was getting neck and neck there for a while. What are, what are you laughing at? <laughs> so you gave basically half the points that we were that were done. Wait, did you get for the whole thing? It's like yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know who won or not. I just know what I gave score for. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> what? So no, let's see. How one, I two, scored. Three, how four, I scored. Five, six. That is that is what I have. Six. Yeah, Brian I understand gave how math works. I'm just saying. I have. I'm just I have saying how thing. I scored. <laughs> right, right. I have the same. He had six and four yeah. because I denoted who gave whom what. Yeah. Okay. Multiple ways of coming up with numbers. Okay, folks. Announcement. Come back in two weeks. Two weeks. After celebration, next week we're going to talk about celebration. But in two weeks, me and Dave Mann will oh, be really? back, and we're going to come up with our own questions oh. for Chad and oh. Brian. <laughs> Turn about his fair play. I like this. Fair enough. Right. That way, me and Dave. That way, me and Dave could be friends again because I've just had ill feelings towards Dave. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, Chad and I will debate. <laughs> this debate was initiated. So, so in two weeks. <laughs> I honestly wasn't keeping track, and I thought I was behind. I thought I I knew that you were going to be. I, I didn't know it was that far. But I thought it was going to be close. It was four. It was only four. 
I had prepared my my concession speech, I was going to mention that I was on your home turf, so you had an advantage. <laughs> but I didn't need that. All right. Well, <laughs> I, I will give my losing. I will give my losing speech. I stand by to the it. fact that you're on your home turf. <laughs> so now, so let me ask you. So we're saying Chad and I will debate um, next. Are we going to do a, a final, a third debate after that between the two winners? Are we making a thing? Oh. Else? Do we do we have enough Star Wars That's questions fine. to be able to do sure. this? Sure. Oh, you I, had one trust extra. Me, I have enough here. Well, I'm sure we can. Come, right. I'm sure we can come right. up with some good ones. Okay. Well. So two weeks. There you have it. Decided live during this podcast. Two weeks from now, there will be debate number two, Star Wars uh, podcast, Star Wars rant podcast episode two. The debate continues. Um, next week, we will come back and talk about all the Star Wars celebration news and things that happened. Um, I'm sure we'll be able to fill another two hours with all the things that happens um, over celebration. We are excited to do that for you next week. And then the week after that, B-Nob will host this episode, or this podcast, that episode of this podcast, with the debate between Brian and myself. Um, please come and listen to that, because that's going to be a real good time. It'll be a hoot. All right, well, that is all I have for the listeners. Brian, is there anything else you'd like to do before we finish her up? No, thanks for listening. Come back next week. 